some business first and then get started we have a lot to get into today but first come see me do stand up at flappers comedy club in the yoohoo room i'm doing just oh my gosh three shows left in december josh potter's gonna be on there kate kennedy uh, is gonna be on there and chase o'donnell and then 2020 i start touring aggressively uh, january 9th through 11th Cap City Comedy Club in Austin, Tejas, January 30th through February 1st. Houston, Tejas at the uh, Houston Improv, February 14th and 15th. That's Valentine's Day at Tampa Improv. And then the Make Good on the October 25th show in Pasadena. I had to cancel because I had stomach flu is March 7th. Your tickets will be honored there. Uh, March 13th and 14th, Miami Improv. March 26th through 28th, Dallas at the Addison Improv. April 3rd through 4th, Judor Titties, Caroline's Comedy Club. April 24th through 25th, Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines at the Funny Bone. And then June 12th and 13th, Fartnicks, Arizona at Stand Up Life. What a calendar. Tickets are at Christina P. Online. As you can see, I have on the best shirt ever freaking made. It is selling like hotcakes. We've already had to reorder twice. It's the cool mom shirt. And I mean, if you're not on it, get on it, bros. Get for Christmas, get it for the mom in your life. It's soft. It's designed with a mom bod in mind. It is essentially a perfect shirt. You can get that at uh, merchmethod.com slash Tom Segura. Go to my husband's website. Go to my website. There's a link to the store. You're going to find it. This episode of Where My Mom's At is brought to you by Sattva Mattress Company. I've slept on a Sattva mattress for years. I sleep on the Lumen Leaf, which is their memory foam uh, bed. King size, mind you. And I can afford that king size because Sattva Mattress Company keeps their costs down by doing a direct-to-consumer business. There's no uh, annoying salespeople. There's no haggling. You can try it for 90 days in home. If you don't like it, send it back, but I don't think that's going to happen. Killer customer service. You click order. You're going to get a call from somebody at Sattva within minutes. They set up a delivery time. They take away your old mattress and they set up the new one in minutes. You got to check it out if you want to go for their luxury firm. We also have slept on that one. Sattva, S-A-A-T-V-A, or Loom and Leaf for their memory foam. Foam. That's L-O-O-M-A-N-D-L-E-A-F. Thank you. This holiday season, use Rakuten to get easy cash back on almost everything you buy. Rakuten is a free member-based loyalty program that lets you earn up to 40% cash back at over 3000 stores look you're already doing the shopping you may as well get cash back it's free there's no gimmicks there's no points to redeem it really is so simple to use 
Rakuten gets paid a commission from their retail partners and shares it with its members in the form of cash back. That's right. Rakuten sends you your cash back in the form of a big fat check or PayPal statement. You can get cash back on gifting, groceries for your family gatherings, and even travel. It's a win-win. Just shop like you normally do and get a big fat check in the mail. Rakuten is available on your phone, desktop, or tablet for easy shopping and easy cash back. You can find the perfect holiday gift for anyone on your list with cash back on clothes, tech, decor, entertainment, and more. Rack up cash back all holiday season long. Thank you, Rakuten. Um, all right, that's it for business. Lots to get to. It's officially Christmas in my house. Uh, what's the date today? The, is it the 26th as we're filming this? Right? <laughs> the 26th of November. I've officially started listening to Christmas music. I had the lights put on the house yesterday. And to be honest, I listen to Christmas music all year long. I listen to Vince Guaraldi on a loop. He's the guy who wrote the Peanuts music. I love the Peanuts music. It's my total mom <laughs> it's the thing moms do like don't all moms listen to like soft jazz <laughs> isn't that what your moms listen to and adopt did your mother listen to music uh yeah my mom loves soft jazz she loves old school israeli <laughs> songs of like the old country oh no those yeah. aren't happy no 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 the the israeli yeah. ones are they're like <laughs> like that yep it's sing just it. like that sing it sing it <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> things like this my parents um used to listen to this hungarian rock band called elish oh, and it was every time they have a hungarian party all, they would all come over and then like i learned all that jehovah 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 miss jehovah 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 it was like the most oh it's so ethnic right this is why we're yeah different. we had a couple yeah. of those too oh yeah it's always yeah. fun my mother used to clean the house and listen to edith piaf who is probably the most depressing singer <laughs> in the world. Yeah, if you want to look up Edith Piaf, all her songs were about, like, starving in Paris. There she is. Every song is like, And I miss you most of all. I am dead in the gutter. I cannot eat bread and butter. It's so depressing. And my mom was like, la, 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 cleaning the house, Edith Piaf. Yeah, because I, I grew up listening to all these depressing French songs. Yeah, she looks so sad in oh, all of these. She's literally called the Little Sparrow. That's the name. And my mother would just jam out to these depressing songs. And it wasn't until I got into college I actually tried, you know, listening to the words and translating. I was like, this is terrible. Yeah, this is what my mom would listen to, Edith Piaf. Oh my God. It was war it's wartime music. Look at her chain smoking, wayfish. Hasn't eaten a meal in a decade. <laughs> Johnny! A lot of that kind of, yeah, yeah. Johnny comes back from war. Oh, God. Well, anyway, I'm doing Vince Guaraldi in my house, which is a tad more upbeat. Uh, but I do, I like that music, that Charlie Brown music, because it's so, yeah, I love showing Charlie Brown stuff to my kiddos, because I love the pacing of it. They don't talk down to children. They actually explain you know the origins of thanksgiving in a in a pretty fucking un-pc way like i was watching the, the thanksgiving one with ellis and julian and they explain how we dicked over the indians and stuff it was really brutal and i'm like well it's kind of how it went and they would never make a cartoon these days admitting that we had dicked over the indians but hey 
There you go. Sorry, Native Americans. Indigenous people. Sorry. Sorry. Ugh. Okay. Um, but so much going on. I'm fully into the Christmas music. I love, um, here's my, my number one Christmas songs. You write in, let me know what your faves are. It's not Christmas until I listen to The Waitresses. You know that song? You guys remember that song? It goes, no. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. I couldn't miss this one this year. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas from the 80s. You know that one? Hold, I think Listen, I know you're a, a Jew. You I don't think know I know nothing. a saxophone line that goes like that. See, Josh knows all this because he's a, a Christian, a child of God. You don't know. What do you what do you Jews listen to? Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Yeah, that's the that's the one song. There's no other uh, Hanukkah. Song? I mean, like, uh, I think we we sing a song about jelly donuts at one point. <laughs> um, so we have another song devoted to potato latkes. Oh, so horrible. <laughs> yeah, shit like that, and then like uh, oh you know, songs God. that help you out to gamble with the dreidel. You know, <laughs> figure out how to make like uh, reasonable wages. Oh wagers, excuse me. Wages, see. What's on your mind all the time? Mm, money. <laughs> money, money, money. Mm. The Jews don't know how to have fun. I will say, uh, the Christians, this is our thing. We do Christmas. We love it. Wait, what do you mean Jews don't know how to have fun? You guys don't. You're... We gamble on Hanukkah. You gamble? Yeah, with the dreidel. That's what, uh, The dreidel is literally a, a tool for gambling. Okay, so kids get money, but money means nothing to children. They don't understand money. Yet. Well, I mean, you know, money probably means nothing to Christian children. <laughs> but at a very young age, a Jewish child is taught if you don't pick up a cent, you're not worth a cent. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Is that real? Is that a saying? I've definitely been told that a couple <laughs> times growing up. Oh, I love it. I love it. I want you to teach my kids that because I agree 100%. Uh, but this is my favorite time of year. I love um, I love the music. I like Dominic the Christmas donkey. Jiggity ching. Eeaw, eeaw. It's Dominic the donkey. Come on, you know that one? Mm. <laughs> Jiggity yeah, that's ching. not, I don't know that. All right, fuck off. Is that an old, that's an old country that's song? That's an old, no, no, no. That's an Italian Christmas donkey. It's, uh, it's oh, probably from the 60s. Louis something, Louis Parna or Louis Parva sings it. Oh, it's such a funny song. Santa's got a little friend. His name is Dominic. The cutest little donkey you never see him kick. Go look this one up, you guys. The kiddos love Dominic the Christmas donkey. I like that. Two Life Crew has got a good Christmas song. I swear to God, I love it. It goes, yo, player, what you gonna get, huh, for Christmas? Come on, what you gonna get? It's so horrible. We play it in the house every year. <laughs> come on, come on. And then, of course, Run DMC. Hell yeah. Yes. Christmas and Hollis is probably one of the greatest, I think, cool, cool mom Christmas list. You know what I should do is make a cool mom Christmas song list for you guys. I'm writing that down right now. And I will publish it on my website and you guys can see all my favorite jams that I, I start playing right now, bro, in November. Um, the one Christmas song I f refuse to get into and makes me vomit every time. This morning, um, I was listening to the Madonna version on the way in for a Santa baby. Is there anything grosser than a horny Christmas song? I hate Santa Baby. It's it's just disgusting. Like, why are we sexualizing Christmas? Like, we can't leave Christmas out of it. Uh, I don't like Christmas-themed pornography. Like, I don't know what that is. I don't know how those wires get crossed for people. But it's so gross. Like, Madonna was like... 
Santa baby, I'm gonna show you that I'm into Santa or something like, I'm gonna show you that mommy can fuck too, like, ugh. <laughs> Santa does not F, you guys. Mrs. Claus and him stopped effing long ago and that's why they have all that time to make toys for kids, you sickos. But I hate Santa Baby. I don't play that one in my rotation. Even Jingle Bell Rock kind of annoys me. Like I, I can tolerate one or two, and then I'm I'm tapped out. Is that one about fucking Santa also? No, that one's just annoying. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock, Jingle Bell times and up your butt rhyme. Yeah, it's annoying. Uh, it's annoying. I don't like it. I love eggnog. Right? You guys are, I heard you're in the nog. Hell yeah. Me too. There's a great David Tell joke. He goes, you know what eggnog is, don't you? You're not going to like it. Elf come. <laughs> That's probably one of the greatest jokes about Do you eggnog. make your own eggnog? Are no. you one of those families? Or no. Have you ever tried? Never. I know because there's eggs in it. There's like raw egg in it. Yeah, but I mean, ugh. <laughs> haven't you ever eaten cookie dough? I mean, that's just like a thing to, you know. Ugh. No, I buy I buy the eggless kind from like Trader's Jewel, or uh, yeah, I, I get it eggless. But hold on, so there's yeah. a version with egg in it. That yeah, bro. They sell at stores that you refuse to buy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's gross. But wouldn't everyone be getting sick if if it got oh, you wait. sick? It's a light version. Sorry, I don't know about eggless. I buy a light version. That's what I mean. Because it's really, it's like drinking a cheeseburger every time you have eggnog. Yeah, please. it's really good. It's really good. I know. <laughs> it's so nasty I've already pre-ordered my Hungarian treats for Christmas I'm going to put uh, little candies on the tree called Salantukor and I've got my Baigli my pastries I'm very excited oh can't wait um is a Hungarian Christmas the mm -hmm, same mm -hmm, thing mm -hmm. as an American Christmas absolutely not Nadav didn't we go through this last time that there's a there's a devil that comes? Oh yeah, on, Krampus. Mm-hmm. But they call him something different. But yes, December sixth, and then December twenty fourth is our big day, the evening of Christmas Eve. We celebrate that. You have a delicious fish soup, which is so gross, and um, it's more or less the same. Yeah, we're not so many gifts because we're poor, you know, depressed. But um, so that um, I'm just very I'm very pumped about it. Oh, I don't take my kids to the, the mall, Santa. I'm not into that. I don't know. I just don't. They never liked it. Like we did the Easter Bunny and it freaked them out so bad that um, <laughs> like, I don't know if he asks for it. Yes, but I don't know. You do have to question the integrity of any adult man that that's his gig, you know, <laughs> like for even just for a season. It's not really. I'm not I'm not saying they're all pedophiles. I'm just saying that it's it's clearly you've made bad decisions. If you're that age of a gentleman that can do this gig, you know, I get it if you're 20 years old and like I'm playing a character at Disneyland. That's different. But I don't know, dude. I'm not doing it. I don't like to wait in the line for it. Um it just it's like basically it goes against everything you teach your kids too. Like, hey, don't talk to strangers. Don't sit in strangers' laps unless He's dressed like a guy who gives you stuff once a year. Then you can sit in his lap. It's cool. Like, no, that's, I don't know. And, but I do lie to my kids about Santa. We are doing that. Because I know some families that don't do it. They're like, well, it's lying. It's just ingenuous. You're going to, like, give me a break. It's just fun. Do you not believe in fun? Are you a communist? Do you not like f gifts and merriment, for God's sakes? So we're ramping up for, like, Ellis is really starting to understand it now. And I'm really using that as a, a bribery tool to get him to behave for the next month. 
Um, so that's been really effective because we're going to write that letter to Santa pretty soon. And if he screws up, he's not going to get his gifts. Um, I really like that. You guys got to let me know what other ways you um, manipulate your children into behaving the rest of the year because I really like holding this Santa thing over his head. It's been amazing. Now, the elf on the shelf, I've heard of this. Um, did you, Chris, you're very American. Did you grow up with elf on the shelf? Uh, no, I did not. Okay, so maybe this is more recent. I think the elf you put around the house and it spies on the child. <laughs> it's so evil. And then, yeah, every morning the parent moves the elf in a different location, but it, the elf spies on you like uh, the KGB and then tells Santa what you've been doing, if you're good or bad. So that's kind of an evil maniacal. I like it. I'm all for it. I may have to try that this year. Potter says that that was started in 2005. Oh, that's a recent. Pretty, pretty new thing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's nice that the ingenuity is still coming out of the pipeworks. <laughs> that's a new one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I will say in my um, my father's defense... He was pretty good about buying me Christmas gifts. I think it was some kind of guilt over not really doing much all year. And then he's like, I buy you stuff. Like, I think he was okay buying me stuff. I have to give it up to dad uh, on that one. So he would bring the tree home and then he would start drinking. And then he'd be like, you decorate the tree. <laughs> and I would decorate it. He would get drunk. <laughs> but come Christmas Eve, which is when we opened our gifts on the 24th, he really came came through however wait a minute now that i think about it i would ask for like barbies and girl toys but then he would buy me like bmx dirt bikes or <laughs> like engineering sets for boys now i think maybe not so good <laughs> that was terrible my dad was useless yeah he wouldn't buy me like dollies and like girl things they were all boy things like electric uh boats to put in the pool you know like cars i'm like i don't want any oh yeah maybe not so good All he right. was probably looking for stuff that he wanted to do a hundred percent and he was like oh maybe this is something i could do with uh little christina a hundred percent yeah yeah what a selfish uh i mean i'm here i am like hey at least he bought me stuff and then i'm remembering like oh it was stuff that he could play with with me oh god i'm so angry at my dad i gotta go into therapy this week yeah this episode of Where My Mom's At is brought to you in part by Native, Native Deodorant. Make the switch, man. You got to do aluminum free. Uh, and I know you're like, but does that mean that I have to sacrifice on product performance? No, try it. It's fantastic. I love the way it smells. I love the way I know that uh, native deodorant is formulated without aluminum, parabens, and talc. It has natural ingredients that are found in nature, such as coconut oil, shea butter, and um, tapioca starch, which absorbs the wetness. So you don't need uh, any nasty chemicals. It's never tested on animals, and there's free shipping and returns, and I love their special scents. These are scents you can't find um, at, from the normal deodorant that you're going to find at your pharmacy. You got coconut and vanilla, which is the most popular scent they have, and I love coconut and vanilla. Makes you feel like you're on vacation. Lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, and eucalyptus and mint. Try it. 
There's no risk. They offer free returns and exchanges. So for 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code WMMA during checkout. That's 20% off your first purchase by visiting nativedeodorant.com and using promo code WMMA during checkout. Third love. I'm in love with third love. You know why? Because this company has finally helped us women uh, who have breasts that are not perfectly symmetrical. I don't know anybody who has perfectly symmetrical breasts. And third love has finally figured it out because they make half cup sizes. Yes. And bands from size, you know, 30 to 48 all made with signature memory cup foam, uh, memory foam cups, which is so wonderful because it's soft. They have no slip straps, a smooth band, and scratch-free bands. I'm telling you, I love it. Over 15 million women have taken their online fit finder. So it's very simple. You go up to their website. You take a simple uh, quiz, and they ask you stuff like your breast shape. Uh, believe it or not, that will determine what kind of bra you should be wearing. It's just so easy. You have 30, uh, sorry, 60 days, not 30, 60 days to wear it, wash it, put it to the test. If you don't love it, return it, and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. How great is that? Um, Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash WMMA now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash WMMA for 15% off today. I love Third Love bras. They're just so good. Try them out, ladies. Now back to the show. So what are the, what are the, what's the present situation? I mean, there's, there's that song that's like the 12 days of Christmas, right? Yeah, I never understood what that meant. Okay, so... It's not for Jews. That's what you guys do. Right. That's what I thought. Because, I mean, we have eight nights of Hanukkah. Right. And I thought, like, what, Christmas is longer than Hanukkah? That's impossible. Yeah, I don't understand. And we always time. get shitty presents. And I think you guys <laughs> give out bangers on Christmas, right? Bruh. Right? Bruh. That's what I'm saying. Like, we we go hard. So, first of all, you got your stockings. Uh, I don't understand the 12 days of Christmas. Let's look it up. Let's Google it. Because this really does bother me. Because I know the story that the wise men... Uh, came to visit Jesus who was born in a manger on Christmas morning and Joseph and what's her name Mary were walking through the desert or whatever and then they found a manger all right Christians believe that the 12 days of Christmas mark the amount of time it took after the birth of Jesus for the magi or wise men to travel to Bethlehem for the epiphany when they recognized him as the son of God Today, how the 12 days are celebrated by Christians around the world. Various. Wow, I did not know that. 12 days of Christmas took after the birth of Jesus for the Magi to come. So the, the wise men didn't visit Jesus until 12 days after his birth. Okay, so the timeline is kind of weird on that, but I guess so. There you go. Well, I guess you, you bump it up so that it coincides with the birth of Christ. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. But anyway, here's a present seal, bro. Okay. I know you guys get your, your shekels, your gold coins. Yeah, we get really shitty presents for just eight days straight. That's terrible. And when you get the coins, that's every 
Like every night you get a shitty present. <laughs> so it's like, hey, what's up? I heard you're low on socks. Here's a pair of socks. And uh, hey, I heard you like money. Here's money. But actually it's chocolate wrapped in tinfoil. And then, uh, you know, that's what you use to gamble with when you play the dreidel game. Bummer. I mean, it's kind of cool, you know. It's, yeah. It's trying to make it work. Not good. <laughs> well, we got stockings. And then you got stocking stuff or gifts in those. And then you get the gifts under the tree. Now, some stingy-ass families don't let you open shit on Christmas Eve. I believe everything should be open on Christmas Eve because I do it the Euro way. But Americans, my husband likes to do it Christmas morning. So I like to let the kids open some stuff at night. And then they party. They get all hyped up. And then the next morning, it's like baller gifts under the tree, bro. So you start asking the kids now, like, oh, what do you want Santa to bring you? And then you start getting on Amazon. You know what I'm saying? Using our banner in your mom's house podcast. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty dope. You got to hide all that stuff from them, though. So you start off with shitty presents on the eve? Like, no, bro. Like, no. Uh, just banger after banger? Bangers, bro. That's well, you don't, it. It's not shitty. They're just like not the big guns. So the big guns Santa will bring Christmas morning. So when they wake up, Santa will have brought those presents. He comes through the chimney and then he puts them under the tree. And now those are the bangers. But yeah, <sighs> but you're getting dope stuff on the night. Oh, Hanukkah fucking it sucks, sucks, dude. You got jets. Sucks. You got jets. You guys are all about <laughs> guilt. Got really Jewed out of that one. You got Jewed out, bro. Yeah. I'm a huge fan also of the Traders Joe Gingerbread House. If you see this one, I recommend getting that one. Do it with the kids. You make these cute little gingerbread houses. I love doing that as an activity. Um, yeah. All right. Good. I like the what that movie that I love uh, the Christmas Vacation movie. I'm going to start watching that one soon. Huge fan of Elf. That one's such a good fucking movie. And I know that Josh likes that Christmas story. He's in here yammering about the Christmas story, but I don't relate to that because it's too American. I feel like. What do you like so much about that, Josh? Where is uh, he? I like all the America stuff. Like you, you pointed it out to me that it was too Americana yeah, for you. Yeah, I get it. And you didn't grow up in the Midwest, so yeah, I get that. But that's what I like about it. The dad in it, it's hilarious. The mom's a nut job. The bullies. The bullies. I gotta. I remember he he gets his tongue stuck to the. <laughs> Right? Like, isn't that? Yeah, you didn't have that growing up in Los Angeles. I know. (laughs) I know. I'm a huge fan of Chevy Chase. So maybe that's why I like Christmas Vacation better. But anyways, all right. Enough Christmas talk. (laughs) Let's let's just follow up uh, from episode 24. Oh, my God. This is such a... This one, I... This was a voicemail, right? About the woman who threw away art that her kid was doing. And then her kid found the artwork in the trash. I told my husband about this call yesterday. And both of us were like, damn, that kid's going to need therapy. That's really messed up, mom. Uh, So here's here's something from Eli who writes in. I heard the voicemail about throwing your kid's art in the trash. The other day, my son noticed I threw away his coloring sheet for the letter M. He was so upset. So I quickly deflected and explained the difference between art projects and worksheets. He had a small construction paper robot that we put on the refrigerator. I went over to it and praised him immensely for his creativity and explained that his robot was creative and took a lot of good hard work and that his worksheet was just a coloring page to help him learn the letter M. I explained that we valued his art and wanted to keep it, but that it was necessary to keep simple mundane, didn't say that word to him, worksheet. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm pretty sure he doesn't know what that word means yet, right? Surprisingly, uh, to my surprise, he really received it well. We high five, we high fived over his robot. 
gave him all the hugs and snuggles he wanted. Now we don't have a million worksheets strewn about. Keep it high and tight. Love the show. Too blessed to be stressed, Eli. That's what's up. Yeah, so that's nice to uh, make a distinction between artwork and kind of scribbles. That That is good because that, that's also a pretty great lesson, right, to teach them like uh, you got to put effort into something to consider it special and worthy of being art, uh, which is something I, I think these kids today could probably benefit from learning because man there's a lot of stuff that passes as talent on the internet and it's probably a good distinction to teach these kids like oh just farting actually no farts are great but <laughs> unwrapping a fucking toy is not a youtube thing but it is okay uh this is making books out of kids art hi christina i've got a mom hack for you you know all the doodle pages drawings and many many art projects from your children crazily i kept my daughters in jumbo ziploc bags uh with her class and school photos labeled with the year oh that's cute i couldn't bear to throw them out she's now 19 oh so now i'm in the decluttering phase i'm taking pictures of all the artwork and making little books online for each year with her school picture and class picture now i can get rid of all the papers and have cute little books that take up so much less space groupon always has deals on cheap photo books uh wish i would have thought of this earlier i would have saved a lot of space that's my mom hack for you hope it helps someone save space especially if you have multiple children we love the podcast and specials please come back to utah have a great day thank you that's a great idea uh there's also this thing that i use which reminds me of because you get all these great photos in your iphone and then like who the hell prints them out i do a service and they do not sponsor the show but um it's called chat books and you just you can do a subscription or you just like take a minute to upload all the photos to the site and then they just come to you in a book and it's really easy and then you can kind of do it by chronological order so you have all your kid photos in one place there it is chat the snapfish is garbage i've used them i've been screwed by them a few times shutterfly is good i like shutterfly i've used them for christmas cards they just did a special thing here it is chat books really great really great if you've got uh, lots of kid photos lying around okay yeah that's true because ellis's artwork is starting to just okay what is it my love Nate, nope sorry miss, uh, nope uh, oh. accidentally hit the button do you have any did your mom keep your artwork you think um, I was the youngest of four kids, oh, so no. I think what happened was, you know, they have a lot of stuff for my oldest sister, uh, less stuff for my older brother, less stuff for my youngest yeah. sister, and then very few things. <laughs> I think they have my birth certificate somewhere lying around, <laughs> and I think that's kind of the gist of it. I know, and I'm trying really hard to be equal with the boys. Like, I, moms, let me know if you got a hack for this, because I keep everything from ellis's babyhood and now juju's babyhood i've got these boxes i get on amazon but now i'm having to order a couple more boxes and it's really getting out of control because i can't throw away the onesies i can't throw away their blankets it's just too much it's too much to bear oh i love them okay here's a follow-up on the puke bags Hi, Christina. I'm not a mom, but I love your show because it helps me better understand my own mom and all my friends who have kids. Plus, you're funny AF. Thank you, lady. On episode 20, you talked about putting one of those nifty puke bags near your kids' beds and teaching them to use it when they're sick, but you didn't want to traumatize them. Yeah, 
I think this is actually a good idea. I remember being a kid and getting sick in my bed. Oh, I know. It is a horrible feeling to wake up in your own vomit. I know. And knowing you had to go wake up your parent to clean it. Then one time my mom just started putting a bucket next to my bed whenever I felt sick and letting me know it was there if I needed it. It made me feel so much better knowing I didn't have to try to make it to the bathroom. Okay, I think teaching your boys to puke into some kind of a container is much less traumatic. That's true. That's true. Getting them sick in their bed. Yeah. Especially once they're old enough to remember those terrible nights. I still keep a bucket near me on those rare occasions. I'm that sick. It's not the most glamorous, but it's better than running across the house to the toilet and not knowing if you'll make it. I hope this helps. Love your show and YMH. Every time I watch a new episode, I turn into a telescope. Thank you. All the love and support, Michelle. So you're you're just uh, saying a bucket. And I think because that, that, that contraption that um, was sent in the idea, it was like a disposable bag. I think that's really good for the car. Um, but I think you're right that I may want to put a bucket in because boys love bucket, but then everyone's going to play with it. But anyway, I'm just going to put the bucket there and I'll ex I guess I'll explain to him like casually on a night that he's not sick because kids his age, like they don't always know that they're going to be sick at two in the morning. You know, like he went to bed normal that night that he did puke in his bed. So there was no heads up. Uh, but maybe I'll put it there and just be like, hey, in case you next time you feel like vomiting, here's this thing. And uh, shit, we'll see how that goes. I guess just introduce it on a night that he's not ill. I don't know. Because I don't want to wait for it to happen again. All right, buckets by the bed. Good. I like this. Okay. Moms, we all know the holidays can be a lot for families and that nothing saves the car ride to grandma's house better than delicious snacks. That's where Perfect Kids Snack Bars from the makers of Perfect Bar, the original refrigerated protein bar, come in. I love, by the way, these Perfect Kids Snack Bars. They're just fantastic. I keep them in the glove box and you can go for a long ride and your kids don't have meltdowns because you prevent the freakouts. Um, they have freshly ground peanut butter, up to eight grams of whole food protein, eight organic superfoods, hand-picked for kids' nutritional needs, and a cookie dough-like texture that both you and your kids will love. Perfect Kids bars are kept refrigerated, but don't worry, they're good for up to one week out of the fridge. As we all know, nothing spoils the magic of the holidays faster than a meltdown from your little ones. So this year, be prepared with nutritious and delicious snacks to keep everyone full and happy during the holiday spirit. And you know I got an offer for you. So right now, Perfect Bar is offering you 15% off your online order. Just go to perfectbar.com slash WMMA. Shop their refrigerated snacks at perfectbar.com slash WMMA today to get 15% off your order. Be ready this season with Perfect Kids. Go to perfectbar.com slash WMMA to stock up and save 15%. Very good. Thank you. Oh, Stitch Fix Kids. Listen, I use Stitch Fix. I love it because it's a way for me not to leave my house and still be fashionable. Um, Stitch Fix now does it for kids. Why don't you want your kids to look good? They should. They should feel good. And Stitch Fix gives you quality you can feel in your uh, and style that your children will love. Stitch Fix Kids is an online personal styling service for your kids that delivers children's clothes, shoes, and accessories directly to your door. Stitch Fix has every style you want 
from sporty to preppy to boho to help boys and girls everywhere find their style. And it's so easy. You just take a style profile quiz. Your expert personal stylist will send you a hand pick box of items based on your style and preferences. And that's really the best part. You get a box of super cool stuff. Uh, you try it on and whatever you don't want, you just send back. It's just that easy. There's no subscription required. Uh, you can pick between automatic shipments or only getting new pieces on demand. Shipping exchanges and returns are always free. It's a great way to discover new styles and keep it fresh, you know? Okay, get started today at stitchfix.com slash kids slash WMMA to try Stitch Fix and get an extra 25% off when you keep everything in your box. And as a bonus, Stitch Fix will waive the $20 styling fee when you use this show's special URL. That's stitchfix.com slash kids slash WMMA. Stitchfix.com slash kids slash WMMA. Now back to the show. Oh, let's do some, um, let's do some voicemail. That's always fun to mix it up. What would Christina P. do? Let's do a voicemail native. Yeah, we'll go to one. You got mom questions? CP's got mom answers. What would Christina <laughs> so P. do? Hi, mommies. Um, so my name's Izzy. I am not a mom, thank God. I'm 21, <laughs> just about to graduate college. Um, I'm a huge fan of the show, and my boyfriend and I, um, are just massive fans of all things YMH, and you and Tom are just so amazing. Oh, thank you. Um, we constantly gush about how you guys are relationship goals and how um, we feel so similar to you guys. And I guess my question is, what are your tricks for having a lasting, healthy relationship? I mean, it's, oh. you know, my boyfriend and I are so young, and we are acutely aware of that. But um, we do want to be together for a long time, and we see you guys as kind of like, you know, true relationship goals. So oh, sweet. Anyway, huge fans of the show. Let me know what you think. All right. Bye. Piss on me, beat me. Thank you so much. So what a lovely voicemail to receive. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's do broad strokes. I'm a, I'm kind of old school. Actually, I'm really old school on the fundamentals of a good relationship. Okay. Number one, values. Do you guys share values? Um, that's really important. Do the two of you believe in marriage the same way the other one does? Does one person go, I don't want to be, I don't believe in marriage. I don't give a shit. Then don't marry that person if you want to be in it for the long haul. Are you religious? Then it really helps to marry somebody who shares the same religion as you. Um, I, I hate to say it, socioeconomic background if it's similar, it's just going to be a lot easier when you're dealing with raising your children and your value systems and all that stuff. I would say try to, <laughs> same, same is just easier. I know they say opposites attract. Um, in my, my relationships, personally, that's a recipe for disaster. So if you guys are compatible, and I'm not even saying in family history, because my family history is, tr is terrible compared to my husband's, but I knew that I wanted to change and that I was making a change to I don't want to be divorced. I want to stay married to Tom forever. We both have the same religious background. We're not, you know, practicing, but we come from the same shared history. Um, so that's number one. Number two, uh, you have to really respect each other. Respect each other. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm lucky too that I have a husband who's really supported 
everything I've done creatively in my career with the children. Like he really is just a fucking awesome dude who's never been like competitive with me. Um, uh, cause there are some men that are insecure that I've dated in the past too, that were like, I don't know, like you're off doing this and that. And I, you know, they can't keep up with you. That's lame. If any man wants to dim your light next. So make sure you guys are on each other's team. Um, that is huge. Do you enjoy each other's company? I think that's so important. I think it's the, the little things that make up a relationship more than the big stuff. The big stuff is the values, right? Shared values, drug and alcohol use that's another one by the way if if one of you is into smoking dope every day and the other one isn't let it go it's done don't try to change the other person you got to kind of buy you got to buy as is with men and women however there are smaller things i'm going to go back to this thing the little things thing one minute um for instance with men if you're a woman listening to this there are small things you can change on a guy okay when I met my husband, he was sleeping on a mattress on the floor and he had shampoo in his shower and that's it. And he washed his crotch with shampoo. <laughs> he was a fucking animal. Can you clean? Is that bad? It's the <laughs> I know. All three, you three assholes in there live just like that. But that's cosmetic. Okay. If the guy dresses whack, that's, this is why I, I got to tell you, I think this is why so many women are miserable with, with dudes. They pick the wrong ones. You got to pick the ones that are morally great, hard workers. They may be broke today in their twenties, but if they got, um, vision and, uh, what's that word I'm looking for? Ambition. And then they have a good work ethic and they're disciplined. That man's going to be successful. He needs to have those ingredients in his twenties, right? So the little stuff you can not fix, but that's changeable bullshit. So what? His jeans are whack. Who gives a fuck? Go down to, you know, Macy's and get him a nice pair of jeans. Who gives a fuck about the jacket, the clothing, the packaging? I'm saying he can get a cooler haircut. You know, you think Tom looked cool when I started dating him? <laughs> No way. He came from North Carolina, from Hickory in some college. You know, he dressed all weird. I changed him. I took him to Silver Lake. I got him cooled up a little bit, you know. Um, so don't worry about the cosmetic. And so many women look at the guys that are all put together and they got the outfit and this and that and they're big talkers. Those guys are usually the ones I would run from because those dudes are focused on the external, right? The guys that are all ripped up. I'm not saying all the time, but it's the nerds marry a fucking nerd man that's what you want a dork the guy that's like a little something's you know that i like the the nerds the nice guys that's what i'm saying ladies just marry the nice guys okay most important the small things what do you have in common can the two of you sit this is how i knew tom and i were gonna be married we saw that timothy treadwell documentary grizzly man oh werner herzog made it it's about this lunatic timothy treadwell who would go and stay with bears in a national park and he thought he was saving them and he wasn't. He was just a severely mentally ill person. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, he got eaten by bears, surprise. And uh, they have audio of him getting killed and eaten. <laughs> and Tom and I, this is like the second date we're on. We're in the movie theater and the, uh, they play the audio and stuff. And he and I start laughing uncontrollably. I'm like, this fucking asshole guy. I mean, this is like, Tom and I are like 28 and 25 years old. And I knew, I knew, I was like, that's it. 
It's if the two of you can sit in a room together and you see something going on and all you have to do is turn to your mate and go, you see that fucking guy right there? Oh yeah, I've been looking at that for 10 minutes. That's what I'm saying. And you know what I'm talking about when you're with somebody and you go, oh my God, you're in a, you, let's say you're in an airport and one of you goes to the other, oh my God, do you see that? And the other person goes, no, what? You guys don't share a vision. You don't share a, a world, you know? Cause nothing's more annoying than when you're, you're with a partner and they just don't share a vision of the world. So can you sit in a cafe with them for hours and just bullshit? Cause that's marriage. It's not the big stuff, it's the small stuff. It's paying bills, it's how you work as a team. It's those hours of being home with each other and, uh, and laughing and bullshitting. Cause you're gonna go through all kinds of stuff, Mary. We were, we were married broke as a joke. Uh, we had no money for many years and we had the, the, those are some of the best years of our marriage, of our time together was just being broke in Silver Lake and starting the podcast and, you know, getting our first dog FIFO and then building this family in this Studio Jeans empire. So we were happy poor, uh, we're happy not poor, we're happy in all situations. So that's the, that's the secret, respect, love, and, uh, and also want to be married, want to make that person a priority every day. Don't, don't take them for granted. That's for sure. I see people blaming their spouses for their unhappiness. It's not the spouse's fault. Usually, usually it's your problem. So there you go. Sorry. I know it's a very long answer. It's a very complicated question. No, that was very thorough and thoughtful. Yeah. Mommy. Well, you know, I think people ask that a lot, to, a lot, and I wanted to answer that thoughtfully. So there you go. All right, hold on. Let me see what this is. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. Okay. Uh, I'll do one more of these. Hello, Mamas and Christina P. I know you're a huge advocate for mental health, and I was wondering how you do slash plan to keep your boys' brains healthy without overdoing it and becoming a crazy mom. My two boys, seven and three, have typical meltdowns, but because I have so much therapy in my brain after years of psychologists and psychiatrists, when I see them meltdown, I immediately panic and think, oh shit, I did that as a kid because I felt no one was checking in on me after seeing something so messed up. So to get to the point, how would you stop projecting your mental health history on your kids without neglecting a potential genuine need of theirs? I love your podcast. I have a mom night and drink wine while watching and making dinner. Oh, fantastic. Angela from Los Angeles. Thank you. Right. So what you're asking me is how do I not project my own crap onto my kids, which is probably the cardinal. Uh, that's the hardest part of being a parent, right? What's me and what's them? I, d I will say that. I know. I will say that when you grow up with a lot of stuff that needs to be therapized, you grow up feeling that you're inherently flawed somehow. And it's sad because so many people I know who would be the most amazing parents are so afraid of having kids because they have a messed up background. And it's like, no, you're probably the nicest, most empathetic person on the planet who should be having kids, but you're not because you're afraid of doing damage to them or not being able to recognize the damage and da, da, da. I mean, look, here's what I know. Um, yes and yes, when I see my kiddos freaking or doing some behavior, I'm like, is this normal, is this not? And here's what I do, very simply, I check in with my own shrink. Hey, I've noticed Ellis is doing such and such behavior. Is that within the realm of de normal development? Is this something? But again, rarely because I feel like he's okay. And I think if you send them to a school, um, believe me, I'm pretty sure the teacher's gonna let you know if something's doing pretty quickly 
you hear from outsiders like oh that's not normal um so yeah try not to stress too much i know you've been i'm glad that you've been through a lot i'm really proud of you um that you worked through all this stuff but try to keep it within the realm of you not them okay hold on what is this one? Oh, i like this one oh god okay hold on i gotta answer this one <laughs> i got you i gotta help this woman okay subject Okay. Hi, mommy. I come to you for advice. I'm 24 years old and I have been in a relationship with my boyfriend who was 27 for around four to five years. I would like for us to eventually get married, but he has strongly expressed his disinterest in being married and has told me several times he does not believe in marriage. We are not religious and don't care about getting married for those reasons. I, however, would like to be married someday and have that level of commitment. I know that I'm young, uh, still young. I would be lying if I didn't want a big fat rock to stunt on all those other hoes. <laughs> I feel like since we've been together this long and we have both committed to making it work and we live together, why not just get me a ring? Why wouldn't he want to marry me? I let him try it out and I even give regular BJs. There is no way I'm willing to let him ruin my meow with kids, which he wants if I don't have a ring. You know what I'm saying? Is this his way of letting me know he's not actually that serious or is marriage an old outdated idea that I shouldn't be hung up on? Thanks, mommy. Keep him high and tight. Love the show, Jenny. Okay, Jenny, I'm going to tell you something. <sighs> this is just, uh, listen, am I right on everything? No, I don't know everything. Here's what I do know. When a man tells you something, listen. If a man says, uh, you're too good for me, yeah, take it at face value. He absolutely is not good enough for you when a man tells you i don't want to marry you thank you thank you for telling me uh because nadav am i right most dudes don't bullshit about stuff like that they definitely don't lie about not wanting to marry i don't think hey that's what i'm saying boo boo so when he says to you i i i don't want to get married but i want to have children oy vey listen i'm old-fashioned and here's, here's, but here's an argument I'm going to make on this for women listening. Here's the value of being married and having children with somebody, okay? At least in the state of California, you are more protected as a woman if you get married to the man that you have children with. You're more protected by the laws. You're more protected, let's say, if that guy chooses to take off. Now you can get money for your children and, you know, support and this and that. But if you don't have any kind of paperwork between you, and you just make babies with somebody, you're just not as protected. And then comes things down the line about, uh, you know, legal custody battles and this and that. And if you were never married, it gets even blah, 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 blah. Uh, if you're, I don't know. I, I, I just think it's a lot easier to do it the old-fashioned way. Get married to someone who wants to be with you for the long haul. Because that's essentially what that is. When a guy says, I want to marry you, he's saying, I want to give you my life. I want to build a world with you. I want to get those quarterly BJs forever and ever. I want to watch, you know, reality shows with you. And there's a there's a bond there. There's a reason that, you know, you stick around. It's not just the contract. It's that now you become family. Marriage is you saying to that person, I like you so much. I want to make you my family. That's always how I saw it. Because otherwise, it is just an exchange of property. It is an outdated sort of thing. But... I don't know, man. I just don't see how you can be right or die until you get married, until you put it down for each other. 
in front of your family and in front of the world. Like, this is my boo. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? This episode of Where My Mom's At is brought to you in part by Shutterfly. I love Shutterfly. I have made many special personalized gifts uh, for the holidays. I chose to make grandma and grandpa ornaments uh, made with their, their grandchildren's faces. Is there nothing better than that? I mean, does grandpa really need another sweater? Do you really need to buy people stuff that they don't need? Make them something that they're going to cherish forever and do it on Shutterfly. You don't need a fancy, you know, photo that you take at some professional place. Just upload the stuff that's in your phone and make it into something cool, like a mug. I did a mug. I've done ornaments. Um, you can make storybooks, calendars, blankets, all kinds of good stuff. Why not? Do it. Try it. Go to Shutterfly.com today and save up to 50% off. And really, the quality is just unbeatable. You can't beat Shutterfly's photo and paper quality. And they offer a range of price points and card designs, too, to fit every style and budget. Again, Shutterfly.com and save 50% off. I'm a huge fan of Shutterfly. Oh, it's engagement season. Did you know that? Did you know that this is the time of year when people get engaged? Tom and I got engaged um, in November of 2007, and he proposed to me in our living room in the ghetto. And it was <laughs> it was very romantic because we didn't have too much, but we had each other, and, um, and it was very, very sweet. But I got to tell you, planning a wedding is probably the most stressful uh, experience of my life, and I really, really wish I had Zola back then back in 07 um zola makes wedding planning easier and less stressful with wedding websites registry invites and a guest list manager all in one place i'm telling you that's fantastic free wedding website designs hundreds of gorgeous designs for every style it's easy to create your site in just minutes and you can even make a custom url and um, add password protection and have a frequently asked questions page oh that was the most annoying i wish i would have had zola because everybody asks you can i bring my kids is there food at the wedding is there alcohol like yes just have that all on one page it'll save your life zola is the highest rated registry of all time register for gifts experiences and honeymoon funds oh zola even has beautiful affordable invites and paper shop your whole paper suite at zola from save the dates to invites and thank yous. It really is the one-stop shop uh, for planning your wedding. Sign up at Zola.com slash WMMA today to get your free personalized paper sample. Then use code SAVE50 to get 50% off your save the dates. That's awesome. That's Zola.com slash WMMA and promo code SAVE50. Amazing. Thank you, Zola. Now back to the show. All right, let's do some fun stuff. Let's get into Mom Fails. Let's do a voicemail, Mom Fail. Now it's time for a round of Mom, mom fails. fails. Meow, meow. Hi, Mommy. Hi. This is Amanda from Cincinnati. I have a Mom Fail. <laughs> so I have an almost five-year-old, and she loves to draw pictures in color, especially her favorite character, Elsa. 
Well, Elsa, in the last um, week or so, has um, developed literally large breasts in the pictures. <laughs> um, they're right under her chin. They're very perky, um, but they're very large. And so I asked my daughter, what's up with the breasts? And she said, very matter-of-factly, Mama, you know, Elsa has breasts. And she has big nipples like you. So that's awesome. I guess I should maybe not get dressed so much around my kid. Um, I hope she's not telling everyone in in her class about her mom's big boobs and big nipples. But at least she knows the right turn, maybe? Is this a fail? I don't know. Anyway, keep your jeans high and tight. Love ya. Oh, my God. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, at least she's paying attention. She knows what they're called. The other day, um, I had to shower in front of Ellis. He would not leave me alone. And I was like, oh, what do I do? Like, he's at the age now where he gets it, you know? He's seen my hooters a lot. So I'm like, well, he's seen these sloppers. He's seen me breastfeed Julian. But he did, he like looked down at my meow and he was like, what's that? And he started laughing. And I was just very matter of fact. And I said, well, you know, uh, boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. I'm a girl, so I have a vagina. And he was like, okay. And that was the end of the, the discussion. But uh, uh, one time he did walk in on me naked and he laughed. That was fun. <laughs> Just laughed. And then uh, he does call me Mr. Mommy, which is troubling. Oh, boy. Oh, I can't wait to just shut it down and get into menopause already. Is it time yet? <laughs> I swear this morning I like I was so tired I was um <laughs> I actually managed to get my ass on the elliptical before I got in here and then I'm so resentful that I have to put makeup on and like think about how I look when my husband and I go to meetings together all he does is throw he doesn't even shower he doesn't even wipe the crust out of his eyes he just like puts on a shirt and jeans and then he's ready to go and I have to like paint my face like a clown <laughs> do my hair wash my hair I'm like ugh. I just wish I could put on like, oh, I just want to put on um, like mechanics coveralls and just wear those like a uniform. Don't they look so comfortable? Hell yeah. I know. I wish like, wasn't that the vision of the future that we all just wore onesies? We walked around. What? <laughs> yeah. Like when you'd see like Dune or those movies about space in the future, they always portrayed people as wearing these like unisex um like space suity things like google dune a dune suit i'd like that it's like where you you make your own water oh dune the movie yeah there's the dune suit there you go that looks nice oh i like that yeah what is that a caftan i'd like to wear a caftan like mrs roper of <laughs> three's company <laughs> i pretty much do oh that looks good yeah just like you make your own water with those suits and you just sip on your own costume, your own suit. I'd like that. Oh, I'm one step closer to shutting it down entirely. What, at what point do I get to tap out? Okay. How old do I get to be? <laughs> How like, old do you want to be when you tap out? You want to tap out now? <laughs> yeah, I'm just so tired of making myself look good all the time it's just a, it's just a waste of time you know you make it look so easy though i think yeah it's so much work bleaching the hair and all, all right all right um let's we, do another mafia sweet Here yeah mommy yeah you got a vid 
Let's do a vid. Did daddy just buy a clock? Sky. Did I just buy a clock? Um, yeah. What's it called? What's it called, baby? Um, clock. <laughs> I love it. I can watch kids swear all day. He said cock. Very good. Uh, okay, one more. We have more. a couple. Yeah, we have yeah. a couple more moan fails. Let's do it. Hey, Christina. This is Sarah from Montana, and I have a mom fail. My husband and I were out eating wings with our five-month-old son who was asleep in his car seat, and we were having a great night, drinking a couple beers, eating hot wings. And I look over, and our son is sweating profusely. His eyes are tearing up, tears falling down his cheeks. He's making this weird sneezing sound, and I have somehow gotten hot wing sauce in his eye. Oh! And yeah, it was terrible. Anyways, that was an end to a great little night that we could finally have together. Oh. I love you up here in Montana. I'll oh see my you God. soon. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Oh my gosh. That's my worst nightmare. Because I've gotten Tapatio in my own eyes. Like just, you know, you have Tapatio fingers and then you red rye. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so painful. Yeah, it sucks. <gasps> yeah, I can't imagine accidentally doing that to your kid. I'm sure you'd feel so terrible about it. Oh my God, you do that once too and you remember not to put leave Tapatio on your fingers. You know what I did once? It was so stupid. When I was a teenager, I was, I was really into multitasking <laughs> like I was so bored one time I went to go pee or take a shit I think and I decided to rinse um, to take nail polish off my nails and so I was sitting on the toilet and I took like the nail polish remover bottle and I just shoved it like between my legs so that my leg fat was like supporting the bottle upright and then of course like I'm cleaning the polish off my nails and then the bottle tips towards my vag and I spill nail polish remover all over my vag. It's just, it's so toxic. I don't know if you've ever dealt with, it's rubbing alcohol, right? It's like, it's, it's or whatever, it's acetone. It was burning my vag. I was like, oh, and I got up. I was like, fuck, I just burned my vagina. Anyway, I just took a shower and um, it was fine, but that was probably the stupidest thing I've ever done. And right. you haven't multitasked since? I have not done that one since. No, no, no. Burn my badge. Hey, mommy, aka Water Champ. My name is Tavi. I am a 28 year old mother of two. I have a six year old son and a three year old daughter. Well, my favorite, well, my mom fell of the week is my favorite curse word is mother ever. <laughs> so by not trying to get the kids to say it, I have childproof this name or this word. And I say Marachaka. <laughs> well, we live in a community that, you know, we have our gardener that lives right by us and our pest control guy. And we know a lot of people in our community. So... <laughs> My daughter, we had the windows rolled down, and we were driving through the gate, and our pest control guy was outside his house, and he was waving to us so happy, and my daughter decided to yell, Mara Chaka. <laughs> <laughs> Not only once, but she said it three times, oh. and we couldn't put the window up. So, yeah. <laughs> now, my pest control guy, um, yeah. yeah. So, we... 
that was our mom fail or my mom fail. And um, yeah, keep them high and tight. Mother chucker, mother chucker. You know what I've been doing lately is just saying the real word. I'll be like, fucking fuck. And he doesn't parrot. My kids aren't, um, I think they picked up on it that there's like dirty words that grownups say. Because Ellis hasn't been saying it lately. I don't know, man. Well, that's uh, that's amazing. So I don't know what the strategy is to come up with the, you know, the cheese and rice, like the that equivalent. Because it takes so much more mental work to come. Anyway, okay, what else? We Let's do some mom mom hacks. I love hearing these. Hi, Mommy. This is Sarah from Georgia, uh, mom of three little people. My mom hack is do not have a video baby monitor. Mm. Uh, I had one for my first baby, and then it broke, and I got an audio-only monitor, and it causes so much less stress and anxiety. Mm. If you have a video monitor, you're tempted to stay up all night, mm. constantly peeking at it, checking on the baby, looking at the temperature in their room, yeah. watching their little chest go up and down. Yes. You don't need it. <laughs> an audio monitor is plenty sufficient to hear if they're crying or they need you. Don't have a video monitor. It induces panic and anxiety mm-hmm. on the mom then. Totally unnecessary. Thanks. Mm. Bye, Mommy. I can't agree with you more, especially if you've already done the first kid and you realize that they really don't need you to be on top of every single whimper and cry and sneeze and cough. Like, And those kids will let you know if they need you to go in there. In fact, it's funny you mentioned because two nights ago the monitor crapped out and I was like, let's just go old school. You know, if the kid cries, you're going to hear it. Don't worry about it. Otherwise... You're waking up for every blip. I know it's so freaking exhausting. That's a really good uh, piece of advice. Okay, what other we have for mom hacks? I love these. Hi, Mommy. This is Sarah from Georgia. I have a quick mom hack. I have three um, children, two boys that are five and three, and a six-month-old daughter. My mom hack is for potty training the boys. Mm. So my boys do not want to sit down to pee. They find it, I don't know, they really want to stand up. But the littler one, it's hard for him to reach to pee, especially in a public toilet while standing up. So what I do is grab him under the arms and pop him straight up standing on the potty seat in a public potty. So then they're like super tall, standing Hmm. and pointing and peeing straight down into the bowl. And they really like to stand up Hmm. on the potty seat, uh, especially out in public. At home, we have a little step stool, so it's not necessary. But if there's a tall toilet... Uh, pop them right up there and let them pee down into the potty. Okay, thanks. Bye, Mommy. Good idea. I like that. Thank you. Oh, God. We're going to take Ellis to Disneyland for his fourth birthday, and I'm dreading it because he won't go into, like, the regular adult <laughs> bathrooms right now. So we're going to have to, like, let him pee in our cups or something on the whole day. What if he has to take a shit? Oh, God. Okay. I don't know. We'll just deal with that as it comes. Here's a mom hack. Hold on, let me read this one. Hi, mommy. I have two boys, four years and 18 months. My first boy was terrified of haircuts. He hated the clippers. Uh, We couldn't even get close to him with them. He would let him play. We would let him play with the clippers with the guards on so he couldn't get cut and he would be fine. But as soon as he would go to cut his hair, I know, hysteria. With our second son, we gave him an electric toothbrush once he got teeth. Yeah, those are great. He would put it on his mouth, just carry it around. When we went to his his first haircut, no problem. I think it was because he was used to the sound and the vibration. Love the show. Sincerely, Shay. 100%. Yeah, that's a really good tip. Getting them used to that sound and the vibration early is good. And I gave Ellis um, a vibrating toothbrush 
Um, and he started to do it on himself too, which made the dentist visits way easier because when they get their dental cleanings, it's the same sort of sensation. And I think that really helped him not be freaked out at the dentist. So man, those, uh, those vibrating toothbrushes are awesome. They're double. Oh, my butthole hurts on these chairs. My butt bones. All right, we got one on video. Let's see this one. Um, so the the preamble for this one is, uh, this is from Linda, and she says that this is her hack when um, her kids don't want to eat the food that she made. Oh, God. So she has them feed each other and trading food, which uh, I guess overcomes their distaste for the food that she made. Oh, my God, brilliant. I like it. Let's see it. <laughs> and this is the mom hack for when your kids together won't eat their meals. Ah, I love by it. By themselves. Brilliant. So again, to recap, yeah, so they're feeding each other the meals they don't want to eat on their own plates. And for some reason, when it's someone else's food, it seems more tempting. That is so funny. Kids are so like that. Juju won't eat what's in front of him unless he sits on my lap and then I'll put his food on my official plate and then he'll eat whatever's on my plate. He always eats what I'm having for dinner. So I just trick him that way. God, I love these hacks, man. Um, okay, here's another car potty amendment and then we're gonna get out of here. Mom's gotta go. Oh, mommy jeans and crew. I keep hearing y'all talk about mom hacks about keeping the training potty in the car for tots. You've mentioned keeping jugs of water and even kitty litter to clean out the golden brown. I've got an obvious dad hack that no one has mentioned. Just put a clean diaper in the bowl and let your monsters splash away. Easy cleanup. You likely have spare diapers in the glove box anyways. Keep them high and tight. James Natale. Brilliant. Of course. Leave it to the dad to come up with the best hack, right? Dads are the laziest, which is why they're the best at those. Work smarter, not harder. That's right. That's what's up. All right, one more mom hack and we'll get out of here. I gotta go get my kid. My uh, kid. I think that that's all the voicemail and uh, videos. Oh, that we're we done. Have. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. All right. I don't want to leave on a bummer. I hate leaving on a bummer. Hmm. What do you want for Hanukkah? Uh, I don't know. That's not something that Jews ask each other. Seriously? You know, I always feel weird if someone's like, hey, what do you want for your birthday? Or what do you want for X, Y? I always feel weird like, oh, it'd be really great if you bought me X, Y, Z. It feels weird. Oh, yeah. We I'm just grateful to receive. You know, I don't really ask. Oh, you guys are that's sad. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We're a sad bunch. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what we did this year is we instilled a no adult gift policy for the people coming over for Christmas. So I said, don't that way I don't have to buy gifts for grownups. It's really just so I don't have to go shopping. Yeah. How do you guys not go broke every Christmas? Oh, it's we like do. How, ma how many presents do you have to buy? The, how much does an average goy need to pay on oh. Christmas? Well, it was way, way worse when I was like in my 20s and you, then I had no money and I had to buy gifts for mom, dad, stepmom, stepdad, stepsisters, uh, my boyfriend's family. It's like you, I would end up making cookies for people or making like rice crispy treats and shit i'm like i don't have money for this it's tough it, it is a fortune which is why i said i'm not doing it you guys here's you know it's for children the holidays for children it's not for adults anymore it's, once you have kids it's like it goes to them you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying and what the hell do i need i got everything i need i have a booth full of adorable millennials 
I've got a coffee, a fanny pack, and my cool mom shirt, and an Adidas jacket. And I have you guys listening and watching. I don't need anything else for Christmas. All right. I hope you have a good week. Uh, email me at uh, where my mom's at at gmail.com. And if you want to send me a video, I love the videos and I love my voicemails. What's the number? Well, you could go ahead and give us a call at 213-375-5184. Oh, so profesh. All right, moms. Um, until next time, stay uh, stay cool. You know what I'm saying? Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at?